Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Bi-Weekly Asset Allocation Report for April 10th, 2023. The next big challenge for the banking sector may be tied to commercial real estate. Confluence market strategist Patrick Fearon Hernandez joins us today to explain why and prepare investors. Patrick, following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, deposits flowed out of smaller regional banks and many made their way into large banks as depositors sought the relative safety of large institutions. Thankfully, at the time of our recording, it looks like the immediate crisis has abated after actions from regulators. But you say a new crisis may be looming tied to commercial real estate lending. Why does this form of lending originate most often in the smaller and mid-sized regional banks? Well, hi, Phil, and thanks for having me on the program again. To answer your question, lending against commercial real estate requires bankers to have a good understanding of the local business owners who want to build that new office building, warehouse, hotel, and the like. To assess how likely they are to get their loan repaid, bankers also need to have a good understanding of the local economy, the local market, local trends, and the like. That's pretty hard, and it's time-consuming and expensive, especially considering all the regulations that are imposed on banks. The big behemoth banks learned long ago that they can more easily and cheaply just buy more bonds to put their deposits to work. As a result, small and mid-sized banks are much more focused on commercial real estate lending. And do the smaller banks tend to carve out areas where they specialize? Many of them do, and Silicon Valley Bank was one great example of that. The bank focused heavily on startup technology firms and the venture capital funds that supported them. Indeed, you could say that Silicon Valley Bank really catered to them. And of course, focusing on a narrow geography, industry, or type of depositor is a source of risk since you don't get the benefit of diversification. So basically, what happens if the smaller banks lose deposits and have less money to lend? For one thing, local companies will find it harder to find new commercial loans backed by real estate. But just as important, local businesses that already have real estate-backed loans would probably find it harder to roll them over. Remember that commercial real estate loans often have a maturity of just five to seven years, after which they need to be rolled over. If local businesses can't roll over those loans, many are likely to default or face other financial difficulties, which in turn could make banks even more more reluctant to lend. Patrick, when will a substantial portion of these loans start coming due? Well, given the relatively short maturity for these loans, we could very well see a lot of defaults and other financial stresses literally in the coming months. It could be a pretty short fuse. I imagine some of these building owners are already dealing with declining occupancy levels, and even if they do secure funds to roll over loans, they're going to have to deal with higher interest rates. This seems like a, a lot of additional pressure on the regional banks which specialize in this type of lending, even if they have the money to lend. Is it? Exactly. Even if building owners can roll over their debt, they'll face higher interest rates. And many, especially office owners, may be facing higher vacancy rates and reduced cash flow because of the work-from-home movement and slowing economic activity. That'll raise the risk of more businesses having trouble meeting their loan payments, potentially prompting even tighter lending standards and even more defaults. Patrick, what data do you rely on to measure the pulse of commercial real estate lending? 
Well, our analysis indicates that there are several good indicators of where commercial real estate lending is going. For example, indexes that track the value of publicly traded real estate investment trusts, or REITs, tend to lead total commercial real estate lending by about 20 months. Likewise, the Federal Reserve's Commercial Real Estate Price Index tends to lead the outstanding balance of commercial real estate loans by about 14 months. And importantly, the level of total U.S bank deposits correlates with commercial real estate loans with virtually no leg at all. In other words, there are multiple indicators of where commercial real estate lending is going, and they're all pointing to at least a slowdown and likely a drop in such lending. And what exactly is this data showing you about the the timeline of a possible crisis? Well, the various indicators I just mentioned tend to lead commercial real estate lending by anywhere from a few months to more than a year and a half. Based on when these indicators started to plateau or turn negative, it looks like we should see a drop in commercial real estate lending literally in the next few months and almost certainly by late summer. In fact, some indicators suggest lenders are already tightening lending standards and pulling back on such loans. Well, Patrick, if depositors merely shift their assets to larger banks, couldn't they see an opportunity here? Can't the larger banks simply step in to provide the sums necessary for commercial real estate lending? Yes, that would likely happen to some extent. It's not that bigger banks do no commercial real estate lending. It's just that their loan books are less exposed to that kind of lending. The shift of deposits toward bigger banks, therefore, could mean that they pick up some of the slack in commercial real estate lending. However, as I mentioned before, bigger banks are less inclined to do that kind of lending. So in any case, falling deposits at small and medium-sized banks is likely to translate into less commercial real estate loan availability. I imagine if commercial real estate lending slows to the point where loans aren't renewed, property prices would fall and tax receipts would fall as well. Could this easily turn into a crisis for municipal governments? Well, that's right. Of course, residential real estate prices remain high, even though they have come down a bit in recent months. That should help keep up the overall volume of property tax revenues for municipal governments. And continued strong labor demand and consumer spending will probably also buoy income and sales taxes. Nevertheless, the pullback in real estate lending will likely push commercial property values down and cause problems for some state and local governments, which will likely weigh on municipal bond values and boost municipal spreads. Commercial real estate, Patrick, is a big umbrella covering loans for office buildings, malls, medical buildings, hotels and resorts, etc. Which sectors are most vulnerable? We think the biggest risk is with office buildings, given that they are especially saddled with problems from the work-from-home movement. Many types of retail properties are also likely to be at risk, and indeed some, like regional malls, have been for some time. Is your advice to avoid shares of regional banks? Well, we're certainly cautious on regional banks, although we remain relatively optimistic about the broader small-cap value space. How about shares of real estate investment trusts or REITs? 
REITs are one sector where we are unequivocally negative at the moment. Given the prospect for reduced commercial real estate lending and the possibility of falling property values and financial problems with real properties, we think it's best to avoid REITs at the moment. Admittedly, REIT values have fallen sharply over the last year, especially for office REITs. At some point, we suspect there will be real value there. However, we don't want to try to jump into REITs just yet, as we don't see a catalyst for any rebound at the moment. Patrick, as you keep an eye on this developing situation, what are some guideposts coming up soon? While forward indicators are pointing toward a drop in commercial real estate lending in the coming months, we're still looking for a confirmation of that. For example, the Fed puts out data that will help confirm when the overall volume of commercial real estate lending starts to decline. And of course, we'll be watching the loan delinquency data closely as well. And we'll be watching for an eventual upturn in REIT values, although we think it'll be necessary to wait for some time before that happens. Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. Be aware that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler.